0: trusting you to do the right thing can i trust in you hello again everyone and welcome life. to episode 56 of now we're talking this is a podcast about communication skills and I'm Rob Danish from the University of Waterloo a professor of communication studies there uh, so in the last couple episodes we've been talking about persuasion and persuasion as, uh, from repetition and from identification. And I said I wanted to talk in this episode about trust, but we're going to wait to talk about trust until the next episode. Uh, there's a kind of interlude I want to do on something that's been in the news late- lately that's been really kind of bothering me also. Uh, and so today I want to talk about apologies and how to make an apology and why intentions don't matter in, in communication. Uh, So recently, Joe Biden has announced that he will be running for president. And just before his announcement, there was a whole bunch of women came forward and said, you know, they were uh, he touched them or in inappropriate ways or ways that made them feel uncomfortable. Um, And he kind of came out with this lame sort of apology that, oh, times have changed. I recognize now that people's boundaries of personal space are different now than they were before Uh, that that apology was nonsense the whole statement was ridiculous um and this is all happening at the same time when anita hill is back in the news and joe biden had a role in anita hill the anita hill hearings when clarence thomas was uh approved to the supreme court of the united states and uh anita hill claims that joe biden tries to apologize to her but you know she wasn't really into it she didn't really accept the apology um you know there was still a problem apparently so Joe Biden's having some trouble apologizing, and Joe Biden's not alone. Uh, there are lots and lots of people that have trouble apologizing, uh, and I wanted to talk about why they have trouble and how to apologize correctly, and then why all that matters for communication, and why it all matters for persuasion, too, in a second, which I'll get to. Uh, so why are they having trouble apologizing? Well, the main reason they're having trouble apologizing is they, someone like Joe Biden and others... Uh, will make the apology uh, and then pivot to their intentions. So they'll say, you know, I saw, I'm i sorry that you know I, you felt like your personal space was being invaded. I didn't intend to make you feel uncomfortable. Uh, this is a huge problem, and it's a huge problem in any form of communication. And what I'll say in a second is that intention is irrelevant for pers- in- intention, not attention. So your intentions are irrelevant for the process of persuasion. Why are they irrelevant for the process of of persuasion? Why are they irrelevant in in communication? Um, Because in communication, you cannot not communicate and you cannot undo the effects of a communicative action on another, regardless of your intention behind that action. So anytime an apologizer says, I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings, I didn't mean to hurt you, The, I didn't mean to hurt you is irrelevant and it's an excuse and it's a form of deep, deep selfishness. And it's that form of selfishness that makes it an ineffective form of communication uh, because the person is not recognizing that intention is irrelevant in a communicative interaction. What's the only relevant thing is the reaction or the effect that's been produced by the the initial communicative action. So here's the, the simple way to apologize. It's very, very easy. And you'll notice it doesn't involve intention. uh, It doesn't involve the apologizer resorting to uh, excuses for their intentions. It just leaves that out. So here's how you apologize. Every apology should start with two important words. I'm sorry, or I apologize. That's essential because the words express remorse. Um, So you can say, I'm sorry that I yelled at you yesterday, et cetera. Uh, that remorse has to be authentic. Uh, I'll talk about authenticity if I haven't already on this podcast uh, before. So second, after you you know express remorse, you need to admit responsibility for your actions or your behavior or acknowledge the fact that your actions or behavior caused effects. And here, if you admit responsibility, you can do so with some empathy with the person who was hurt. And you can demonstrate that you understand how it feels to have to to be hurt in that way. You don't want to make assumptions, but you do want to try to put yourself in that person's shoes. So you say, you know, when I yelled at you yesterday, I realized I probably hurt your feelings. And maybe you felt embarrassed by by that uh, because everyone else was looking at you like there was something wrong with you. It was wrong of me to treat you like that. Uh, And I can understand what it's like to feel embarrassed and hurt in those ways. Okay, so here, all I've done is I've tried to establish a connection with the person I'm apologizing to um, with a kind of sense of identification while at the same time uh, taking responsibility for the effects of my communicative action. The third thing you want to do is you want to make amends. So you ask a question. And that question is always... Is there something I could do to make this up to you? Just let me know. I realize that I was wrong. Uh, is there something that I, some other action I can take to change what's, what's happening here? So you make amends through a question and that question invites the other person into a dialogue um, whereby they can help you understand how you might make them feel better or how you might produce a different kinds of set of effects on them. Step four is you should probably say you're not going to do it again. Uh, you won't repeat that action or behavior because now you recognize that action or behavior is the thing that causes the effect that was harmful. That is what helps you rebuild trust. And so this is what's so important. So normally people get through step one and step two and say, and then they say, well, you know, I didn't really mean to hurt you. Instead of promising it will not happen again, they don't acknowledge, they're not acknowledging the fundamental communicative circuit that's at play where Uh, A communicative action causes an effect. Um, They just say, well, I didn't mean to do it. So I must be, you have to forgive me for, because my, and you have to trust me because my intentions were good. And that's really what Joe Biden wants. Joe Biden wants us to trust him because he wants us to see that he has a pure heart, that what's inside of him is a good thing. And he didn't intend to make any women feel uncomfortable. But he is misunderstanding the the foundational communicative circuit instead of just saying, I'm not gonna engage in practice X anymore because I realize practice X has Y consequence for some people. And he's not changing to he's not committing to changing his behavior. And in fact, There's no indication that he's gonna change his behavior. He's just gonna continue to make some people feel uncomfortable by touching them too much. And he did it like like even the jokes he made after this all came out about touching boys, et cetera, uh, were totally inappropriate and and ridiculous. Um, And he's missed an opportunity to rebuild trust and repair a relationship uh, because he's not showing an acknowledgement of the effects that his communicative actions produced on, on others. Uh, so that, that kind of four-part four um, apology structure is a structure for producing trust or solidifying or improving or maintaining a connection or a relationship with another person who you've hurt or whom you've hurt. Um, that is enormously important and it's an enormously important skill uh, and, and a powerful skill. Now, I want to say something more broadly about intentions in communication and the reason why they don't matter. Uh, it's really, really hard. And, and this goes for apologies in interpersonal communication and in small group communication, wherever. It's, it's really, really, really hard to undo effects. In fact, you can't. So once an effect is produced, it's produced. So if you do something that hurts someone else, you can't undo the hurt that you've done. And whatever hurt that is, is likely, likely deteriorates the kind of quantity or quality of trust that's built up in a relationship. So, you know, one thing, one kind of thing I've tried to say in this podcast and to my students all the time is that uh, when we start seeing communication as a process of producing effects on others and not a process of transmitting information, that we need to realize that the effects we produce cannot be undone and uh, erased after we've produced them. What we can recognize or what we can do is once we've produced some negative effects, we need to transition to producing positive effects, which will help repair or rebuild the relationship. The person who wants to talk about their own intentions and whether their intentions were pure or whether their intentions were good or whether their intentions were not to harm someone are more interested in Uh, saving face in their own kind of self-preservation and in transmitting information about their character instead of producing effects. And it's it's a huge communicative mistake to be more interested in transmitting information about yourself and saving face about yourself than worrying about the effects that you've produced on others. And so if I get through the first three steps of an apology and then I say, you know, I really didn't mean it. I didn't mean to hurt you. I didn't set out with the intention to hurt your feelings when I engaged in this action. Uh, what happens in in that moment instead of uh, trust being rebuilt and repaired and maintained in that relationship, uh, what happens is the person then looks it, it has a justification for being, suspicious about the authenticity or the sincerity of the original three parts of the apology because they don't really know or they're not not really sure if you're recognizing the fact that the effects that you produced on them is what matters for that relationship not your own sense and not your own ego or your own sense of self or your own sense of self-worth and your own kind of Need to have your character acknowledged. See, the the pivot to your intentions in the apology is a demonstration of an insecurity and a need on the part of the the person uh, citing their intentions to to be uh, accepted or to be acknowledged as a good person. Uh, because and and it's a natural thing to want that because you're admitting a mistake. It's a kind of, apology is a kind of form of vulnerability. Uh, So you're making yourself vulnerable to an audience by admitting your mistake. And when you make yourself vulnerable, you get scared a little bit and people get scared and they want to be recognized as not bad people because they did this harm. Um, But really that's all misplaced. Uh, in that moment, that's not what's necessary. That moment is not about the person making the apology. It's about the person that you've harmed. So what happens when you pivot to intention is you pivot away from the person that's been harmed and toward the person that did the harming. Um, And it undoes, uh, sorry, it undoes some of the the trust-building capacity or the trust-building function of uh, of the four-part apology that we just described. So this is a pretty simple and straightforward uh, mistake that I see all the time in so many communicative interactions. Uh, I wish people would just shut up about their intentions and stop talking about whether they really intended to hurt someone or not. It just doesn't matter. It's totally irrelevant if you intended to hurt someone or not. Your intentions are irrelevant to the communicative interaction What matters is the effect that you produced on on someone else and then what matters next is that you think about the next set of effects that you want to produce on on that person and think about the ways in which a pivot to intention might undo some of the positive effects of the apology in and of itself so this is the general rule uh, a, a kind of general rule of communication when you start thinking about communication as the effect that you produce on others and not the transmission of information you recognize that effects don't matter uh, it, uh, sorry, intentions don't matter in the process of persuasion or the process of communication. Your intentions, whether they're good, evil, pure, impure, right, wrong, uh, based in fact, not based in fact, matter very, very little and the th- because they always take a backseat to the effect that, that your communicative action produced on, on an audience. Um, so, uh, if, if for persuasion, this is enormously important. Uh, those people that are good about per, uh, good at persuasion don't think primarily about their own needs and their own intentions and their own um, desire to be acknowledged as a good or decent person. We make a mistake sometimes when we think that, okay, we want an audience to trust us because if the audience trusts us, we'll be more persuasive. So how do we get the audience to trust us? Well, if you stand on top of the mountain shouting, I'm a good person over and over again, like I feel kind of like Joe Biden is doing, like I have no bad intentions, I'm just a nice guy. I'm nice Joe Biden. Um, We think that if we transmit the right information about ourselves, then the audience will trust us, but that's not how it works. Uh, transmitting the right information about ourselves might actually make, in certain circumstances, the audience more suspicious of us or might make them feel that you're not being completely authentic Uh, Instead, the person who gains the audience's trust and is ultimately persuasive is someone who thinks about the audience first and the audience's needs first, or primarily and thinks through the effects that that person is having on the audience instead of their own needs or, or shortcomings as a communicative actor. So this is why in an apology, uh, the pivot to intention can sort of undo the positive effects of the apology in and of itself. All Joe Biden needed to do, needed to do with Anita Hill is say, uh, I'm sorry, that hearing must have been terrible for you. It must have made you feel really uncomfortable. It must have made you feel like you were being treated really, really unfairly. It was a horrible public display Uh, i acknowledge that i had a role in making that hearing what it was um, and i am deeply sorry for that if there's anything i can do at this point to change that or to make up for that please let me know i'm happy to talk more about it Um, i can i can try to imagine what it's like to feel that embarrassed or that hurt or that upset by a public hearing in that manner but uh, those were extraordinary circumstances period end of story no well i didn't really mean for you to get thrown under the bus like that and said you know just stop talking once you're through the main parts of the apology and don't pivot to to your intentions it would have had a much more powerful effect i think on anita hill and on the country at large it would have had a, a much more powerful effect. Um, mm-hmm. And then pivoting to intention just undoes that powerful effect. So even in in Biden's apology to, uh, uh, he recorded this apology, I think he put it on Facebook to all the women that he made feel uncomfortable. Uh, If he had just said, I'm sorry that I made you feel uncomfortable. I didn't recognize in the moment what was happening and that's my responsibility. And going forward, I need to be more aware of the ways in which my actions affect those around me. I can imagine how I made you uncomfortable, and uh, it, I can imagine how someone in your position would have felt uh, really bothered by that interaction, and I am responsible for the, the quality of that interaction. If there's anything I can do to, to make it up for you, make it up to you, if there's anything you think I can do differently going forward to regain your trust, you know, please let me know. Uh, I'd love to to hear what I'd, I'd love to hear what those things are. Um, and then I'm not gonna do that kind of thing again. I'm going to be cognizant of the way my actions have uh, affect other people and I'm going to try my best to manage my actions in such a way that I'll get more positive responses from the people I interact with. Period, end of story, no pivot to. Uh, no pivot to intention. If he had apologized like that, I think he would have been much, 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 much better off. Uh, it would have been much more successful. Uh, and I think many of us, if we just drop the pivot to intention and just stick with the four-part structure of an apology, we're more likely to gain, regain the trust of our audience. Okay, so in the next episode, I'm gonna talk more about, about trust and how, why it's important in, in the process of persuasion and how to build it effectively. Uh, Thanks everyone for listening and I'll be back uh, soon with another episode.